You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... Welcome in, everybody. Um, I hope you're all watching the Masters like we are, and we just saw Hideki Matsuyama hit a little bit of a squirrely one on 18, so the door is not quite all the way shut yet. Uh, let's go over. Uh, first of all, I'm Big Drive Spence, as you guys know. I got my, my guy Big Drive Mitch next to me and RK, uh, Ryan Koningsberg joining us. It's been, a, it's been a fun Sunday, guys. It's been a great Sunday. It has, you know... Xander really uh, killed our vibe. He he crushed it. We <laughs> all had action on Xander, and he ruined our day. Like, right when... It, it, we didn't even have, like, a second for it to, like, really set in that, like, oh, this could get fun, you know? Yeah. Like, it was fun for a second. It was, like, five second, minutes, yeah. And then he, After he made birdie on 15, and Hideki made bogey, we were like, okay, this is a tournament. And then all of a sudden, five minutes later, it's not. It yeah, just, the, the second Hideki hit four iron at 15 and blew it into the water was the second that we all got excited. Because, it was electric for like five minutes. And yeah, first of like, all, I was stoked for like five minutes. None of us are against Hideki Matsuyama winning this tournament. It's He seems like a great dude. It's not D Bryson DeChambeau, so we're all happy about that. It's just you <laughs> want it to be intense. Like, yeah. And, and now it's kind of losing some of its luster a little bit at the end. In the November Masters, it was a runaway. Dustin Johnson was winning this thing the whole time. It never really got intense. But it did get intense today, and there was a couple of times, even at the beginning of the day, before Hideki Matsuyama walked to the second tee, his lead had been cut from four to one in one hole because Will Zalatoris, who's sitting in the clubhouse now, hoping somehow Matsuyama makes four from the greenside bunker to, to where he is now, is was out on the range just hitting balls. So he, he's ready for it, and 
he had a great day. I mean, he battled back. He made two birdies to start the round, made a couple bogeys, and then and then finished at nine under and made a crazy good par on on eighteen to stay at nine under. Well, just the fact that he's never won on the PGA Tour, and he was in contention at the Masters and really didn't waver. Very impressive. He shot two under today, and I think everybody was kind of waiting for him to fold. You know what I mean? Yep. He's a rookie. He's a young dude. But that it His just putter did. Evade him a little bit today. Well, what I was telling Ryan for anybody who knows golf or a fair amount, going with the long putters like in a last like resort. So the fact that he's got like kind of like the belly ish. That thing just propped up. Oh yeah, it's perfect. Slope for him. He's gonna make bladed into the crowd. Right, no, right into the right into somebody's fucking forehead. Come on, man, make it fun. Nope. How selfish. Hold it out. Well, there you He's go. He's going to have three putts from four feet to hopefully, capture his first green Hopefully jacket. he firms it a little. <laughs> I want to make this interesting here. Well, I mean, this is really awesome. And the pressure that was on him last night as potentially, you know, going into Sunday as potentially the first ever Japanese-born player to win a major uh, period. Yeah. Like, I really thought there was a big chance that he was going to come out today and just, it was just going to be too much. Yeah. Uh, and totally. Well, I mean, the fact he hasn't played good golf in forever. I mean, he's played decent golf, but he hasn't won on tour in four years. Yep. So it's not like he's on a hot streak or anything. He's kind of coming out of nowhere to win this Masters. And he struggled with putting in the past. He's, he struggled with various different things. But I mean, what was it, five, five years ago, four, four years ago, and five years ago, he was a top five player in the world. Like, he was well-known as one of the top guys, and he had kind of cemented that place on tour, and then his name just kind of fell off the face of the earth. I hadn't heard about the guy until, like, basically this week. Yeah. yeah. Or, the like, he always plays well in Phoenix at Scott TBC Scottsdale. But other than that, like, I hadn't heard the dude's name in years. So, well, and he when he bogeyed one, it was like, all right, here, here it comes here again. Oh, because yeah. we all knew, so Justin Rose came out and shot 65 on Thursday and then immediately started Friday with three over in four holes. And you kind of know, like, you can kind of feel that when PGA Tour players play really well. Like, 65 isn't really well for, really great for them, but at 65 at the Masters is phenomenal for anybody. Come on, Xander. Nope. Oh, oh no. And my bet is officially dead on Xander Schauffele winning other than the Matsuyama. I was looking at those odds this morning, and I was a little confused by it, but then it made more sense. I was yeah. like, I was like, why is Xander Schauffele t- plus 250 to win the Masters when he's, got, yeah, he's yeah. down four strokes? But For a second, they did the um, anyone but Matsuyama who won. Oh, yeah, so you like, could basically pick the winner other than Matsuyama. Oh, so like second place. Yeah, exactly, who's getting second place. And I okay. didn't pick Will Zalatoris. So. Hey, can we give a little credit to me? Justin Rose, top 10. He didn't obviously pull it off, but... What was the um, juice on that? Plus 600. That is nice. Yeah. That's real nice. Wait, he pulled that. Did he actually finish in the top 10? Yeah. You just said he was like T6. I think and he made that bomb. Yeah, he made... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Seventh place. Let's Little go. 74, seventh place. Cue the duck boats. You ha- you try to make this, right? Like, Yeah, you, you don't want to finish I personally cozy it up there. on the tap in. Oh, oh, you hate to see it. Dude, lip this one out. That would be so wild. Like, scuff it. Like, hit behind it. 
See, that's kind of shocking. He didn't throw a mark on it and like kind of collect himself. Yeah, he. I mean, it it very rarely happens. All right, Hideki officially won. Congrats to him. It very rarely happens, but how many times have you missed it happen? I, you just walk happened. up there. Yeah, it it definitely <laughs> happens. Like, you definitely kind of take a second. I also look. wouldn't have put that bunker shot to six feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I would have definitely hit that bunker shot into the gallery. I wish so badly that shot would have plugged in the bunker, like. And I feel like a dick rooting against Matsuyama. Like we were saying, we have nothing against But if it dude. was Dustin, like, we'd, we'd be rooting against anyone unless we had a bet on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Unless we all had Matsuyama tickets. But I just, uh, like, he, he was fighting himself a little bit today. You um, could tell he wasn't fully comfortable. And, and you said, like, Dottie Pepper uh, said earlier, he kind of fought back. And it was like, no, nobody really gave him that push. Yeah, as soon as Xander dunked that... Uh, shot in the water like all the pressure came off his shoulders he was like he went back to just playing defense yeah because yeah, exactly. he played good defense today yeah. yeah all he did there was hit one on the right edge of the green and then three putt for bogey and he right. was fine yet if he would have done that with a two-shot lead it would have been a very different story Heck, even if xander puts his pitch shot from the drop zone close there's still a little bit if of he can make four there and he, he makes six. six yeah i think like any any of us could make six on that hole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I Thank God he wasn't wearing white pants because you would have seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he pissed down his leg. Yeah, yeah there's no other straight, way. To yeah, he flat it. out fucking pissed himself. That's crazy, especially because of what one hole before, um, I was saying like he looks a little nervous, and Mitch said I don't think Xander gets nervous. I I really don't. <laughs> well, I don't think it's nerves though. Like that dude has been in the biggest. Like he won the tour championship. The Masters is a different deal. It's like the pinnacle of the sport. But I really don't think he was nervous. And th- and that's like the hot take that everyone always loves to say, oh, it's the nerves. He just made a bad swing. I mean, sometimes it can be nerves. Back to back, though, is what, what makes me think he... Yeah, well, he just juiced that second shot. Like, I yeah. really don't know what went on there, but his caddy might be getting fired after that yardage he gave him. <laughs> it looked like he had pitching wedge in his hand. I'm like, is this not a drop zone? Like, I th- it looked like he was less than 100 yards out, and he had a fucking pitching wedge, and he just completely cooked it. I am kind of surprised, though, and we talked about this as he was playing the 16th hole, that he didn't take a drop from, because the ball landed clearly. Like, he had a drop and then dropped. They carried drop the pace. hazard line, yeah. Yeah, so he had, like, a pitch shot where he could have just tossed it up there, and knowing that green, everything filters back down to the hole. He had a legitimate chance at chipping it close and making a four. And... He was trying to get cute. He's like, oh, I can really get some action on this full wedge as opposed to being that close. But it goes back to, we've talked about it a million times, the closer you are to the hole, the better chance you have of succeeding, bar none. So the fact that he did go to the drop zone as opposed to dropping on that line, I think was a mistake. Mm. And it's one of those things where it's only a mistake if it doesn't work, you know what I mean? If you would have stuffed a wedge, everybody would have been like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Give yourself a full number, get a, a good number, get a good yardage, and stuff one, uh, flip a wedge in there and stuff it. But then when you fucking hit it over the green and make six, everyone's like, oh, questioning that decision. So No way he would have made six from no, exactly. where the but ball went in the that, water. Yeah. It, that is perfect. That is because so many people are like, oh, I would love to have the full number. Well, do you know how many things can go wrong from 100 yards versus 10? Right. (laughs) Like, only so much can go poorly from 10 yards versus a full shot. Yeah. Well, and and Xander really 
kind of hosed himself from making a charge early on two when he drove it, or two or three, where he drove it like 50 yards off the green or 10, 40 yards off the green. He had a pitch shot. He ended up making double there, and he had a pitch shot into the green. Yeah. And he, he made double and triple today. And it, shot even par. Yeah. Yeah, he, it was, no, it was five. It was hole number five, excuse me. He drove it 50 yards short of the green, had a e- fairly easy chip shot up to the green, basically tucked pin, and he left it short, and he had a longer third shot than his second shot. And yeah. that was kind of like one of those moments where he was, because Xander started out par birdie, and Matsuyama started out bogey birdie, so he already had eclipsed that four-shot lead into three into three for him, and it was two for Zalatoris at that point. Um, but and making finishing that with three, you know, bogey, bogey, and double, three, four, and five, he just kind of took himself out of it. And then I mean, he made some birdies. he was eight over on four holes. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's unreal. He played seven, the, seven he played the best holes. golf. I would well, you know, it doesn't really make sense, but you know what I mean. Like he played the best golf all week, except for like four holes, and that really is the the beauty of golf. But also the shitty part is yeah. you can't win the tournament on one hole, but you can definitely lose it. Yeah, yep. and Xander did that on the back nine today. Even on the front nine, I mean, the fact he clawed his way back to where he was. And that's what's so shocking about what he did on 16. It, it was just a mental error more than anything because you should be thinking middle of the green, middle of the green, middle of the green all day. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and and maybe it catches a slope and filters down to the hole. But I can't imagine that he mishit the iron shot that bad to hook it into the water. That was more of like a, a mental error where he's like, and you could see his reaction at the time. He's like, even his caddy was shaking his head because he may have just gotten too overly aggressive with it. I, he should have taken a more conservative line. And I mean, 17 is not a great birdie opportunity, but it's there. And same with 18. I mean, 16, you don't need to press there because there's more trouble on 16 by far than 17 and 18. Well, I think what's so interesting about the lo- the line that he ended up hitting the ball on is even if he's being semi-aggressive, he doesn't need to hit it on that line. If you hit it... 10 exactly. yards right of the yeah. hole, it's it still going to go down it there. We saw Mark Leishman two sh- two minutes before that almost make an ace, and his ball didn't land anywhere near the hole. Landed 40 feet back right of the hole. Crazy. Real quick, we need to talk. Well, we'll That's talk. why I just think there's a little bit of choke in there. Like, well, like not just like, a, oh, he hit a bad I, shot. Like a, the moment got the best of him a little bit. Well, and he did you hear him address that like a month ago? Mm. Because he's been in contention like these last three months in a lot of tournaments. And he even said, like, I am choking. So you're not wrong. I think there is some, but it feels more mental air than physical air to me. Fair enough. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just think, like, he made a really bad swing because he was in his head a little bit. Well, I I kind of agree because do you see where the ball landed? Not only was it left, it was short. short. Left. He, like, just just made a bad pass at it. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, fair enough. But do you really think he was trying to hit the middle of the green and hit it there? I don't. No, no. He was trying to get it. He was trying to get it up the little. Yeah. So that was his first problem. Yeah. Like your thought process in that situation has to be: I'm aiming at the middle of the green. If I hit it in the middle of the green, that's okay. If it draws a little, then it's at the flag. Yes. But you can't be aiming at the flag, and if it draws a little, it's in the water. Like that's. Yeah. Just something you cannot have. I also when you think I also think when he was making his plan for that shot, the idea of 
hooking it into the water never even crossed his mind. Like, oh, 100%. He, he That's, thought, like, I'm dialed right now. Yeah. I'm going to put this thing right on the pin. Yeah. And, and and we all know with golf, that's how it happens is the thing you least expect. You're not like, uh, sorry, the Avs just scored, everyone. <laughs> uh, we, we do have two TVs set up here. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely don't think that that, even, that thought even crossed his mind. No. And that's a good thing. I mean, most tour guys, you're not thinking, they're not thinking about hazards. They're thinking about the flags. But then when you do that, you're like, you take a step back and you're like, holy shit, I didn't even think what I, was I, thinking? I yeah, yeah, I didn't even think I, that wasn't even in the realm of possibility. And all of a sudden it just happened. Like you have to be prepared and there's a fine line to walk there where you like can't be, uh, you're fine too unprepared. Like you, you kind of have to think of all outcomes. You know that's, what I mean? I mean, that's a caddy job, right? You have to consider all outcomes. Yeah, that's... Shouldn't the caddy step, like, when he's well, like, the, I'm going to go... Well, caddy was shaking his head, so, I mean, there was, yeah. something went wrong there, too. Do you, did you see... Was he trying to hit eight iron? That, was he trying to nuke an eight? Maybe. That, I didn't see what the club was. Well, he should have... Everyone else hit seven. Yeah, everybody was... Except pretty, for Zalatoris. Yeah, Willie Z. Uh, big shout-out to Will Zalatoris. I think he needs to be cast as a pogue in the next um, season of Outer Banks. <laughs> he just looks like a redneck, like could kill a, could kill a 30-pack of Natty Lights and feel nothing. You know, like works in the harbor, kind of like sun-washed, blonde hair-looking dude. That's just the vibe I get from him. Yeah, he... Should we listen to see what Xander says here about that shot? Oh, yeah, let's hear it. So Xander definitely didn't execute there. Mentally, I think he was off on the idea of what he was trying to do. And then he, it was just poor, poor mental execution, poor physical execution. Yeah. And it cost him the masters basically. It's tough. That's that. Yeah. That one's going to stick with him for a long time. And now, so now they're showing the top 12 and ties. Basically, those are all the guys that get, I believe it's full status for next like it i was listening to this earlier but they get full status for um the pga tour next year essentially and so here we go we got first first career major first japanese born male to win a major hideki matsuyama so what did you guys like about his game today just in general or yesterday when he fired the 65 well he won the tournament yesterday and i i'm sorry credit to me again on the at the beginning of like the back nine, I told you eleven under was going to win it. You did, and actually, was it ten? It was ten. Oh yeah, because he bogeyed. Yeah, I mean, it was basically eleven. Yeah, like eleven under was going to win it, and so the fact he was already there, obviously, the you know, like with the holes they had in front of him, it was not going to be easy to make a bunch of birdies coming in. It, somebody would have need to make like a Charles Schwartzlesque run or rattle off four or five straight on the back nine. And, I mean, credit to Augusta. We haven't talked about this. The conditions look tough. It was very firm. It was very fast. I have never seen the greens baked out like that at Augusta. Like, kind of brown. You know, you can get, you see it. It looks a little crispy. I had never before seen that. And I don't think they got any rain. There's possible rain uh, Friday, Saturday never happened. Well, they had a rain delay Friday yeah, they, night or Saturday last night. So, so it did happen. I don't know if it rained. Though, yeah, that's what got, <clears throat> that's what got Hideki going yesterday. Oh, okay. Is Rosie still had the lead 
Then they went they went out for the rain delay. They came back, and Hideki just started throwing darts. Yeah, because Hideki hit his drive on 11 yesterday. Rain delay happened. He goes birdie, birdie. Or he come, you know, comes back. They come back into the tournament. He yeah. goes birdie, birdie, par, par, eagle, birdie, birdie, par to finish. Holy shit. So he was one, two, three, four, five, six under in the last eight holes after wow. the rain delay. That won, and won, he won the tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah that, that won him the tournament. And like we kind of talked about Justin Rose the first day, I mean, you need one pretty good round and one really good round, and then you can kind of just play defense because it's just – if you can throw a 65 out at Augusta, you're going to have a shot. And Rosie ended up shooting 72, 72, 74. So he hung in there. I mean, his, like, we were in the group chat talking about it yesterday. His mental fortitude. Yesterday was incredible. A grind. Yeah, he was grinding the entire back nine. And so that's his sixth top ten at the Masters in 12 appearances, I want to say. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm sure he's getting kind of frustrated, and he's not at the top of his game right now, so I don't know if he expected to go out and win, but this is a tournament he's competed at, like, been right there half the, basically 50% of the time he's played in it. Yeah, well, and I saw a stat on after his, he had the solo lead on Thursday that he has had the lead or co-led in a Masters in like six rounds. In, in total in his career, which is more than anyone else other than since Tiger Woods basically run. Wow. So, yeah. so he's always there. Uh, it was kind of, he, he just didn't have it after the 65. And the crazy thing about the 65 too, I believe he had a five shot lead or a four shot lead after day one. He was, four. he was up in a way like the best player on the, on the course that day. It wasn't like he was at seven. There was a couple guys at six, a couple guys at five. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he played race the field yeah, that day. He embarrassed the whole yeah. field and he's capable of that. I mean, his, his ball, he's won a major, he's won the U S open, but his ball striking and, um, just everything about his game is super solid. So it's not like he came out of nowhere. I mean, he, like I said, he hasn't been playing great golf recently, but the pedigree of his game, you could kind of see him being there. Also shout out to our boy, Alex out of spring Valley. He had first round leader Justin Rose four dollars to win two sixty eight on the DraftKings sportsbook app on our favorite sportsbook app DraftKings. Yeah, that was fire. Uh, so my uh, I tested out a new betting strategy for this tournament. <laughs> it did not bet work. everybody but the winner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, dude, I had so many tickets. I just got like, and then they gave out the twenty percent profit boost every day. So I was just. Picking a new guy every day. So I started with nine, nine golfers to win it. And then every day I just added another one. <laughs> You're like, I have half the field. I ended up with, with 12, I think, or 13. Everybody except for Hideki Matsuyama. Yep, I did not have Hideki. I should have got in on him yesterday. I should have got in on him this morning as like a hedge. Yeah. And I just did. I, I really thought the pressure was going to get to him. And that is a huge credit to him, man. Like For sure. Even when he didn't have, like, you know, I kept, we kept waiting for it because we wanted yeah. to see it get tight. We're like, oh, like after, you know, like, like he got lucky on, what was that? 13. 13. Twice. He got lucky on 13 twice. Where he got the ball to bounce back into play. But like all together, man, he really, really just nutted up when he had to. For sure. And like we were saying, nobody really pressed him that much. I mean. Yeah. 15, or I'm sorry, yeah, 15. 
there was like five minutes of stress. And then he sees Xander rinse it. Yep. And immediately that weight just falls off his shoulders. But he did, I will say, he hit it really well today. He, well, for the most part. He had a lot of really good iron shots. Hit a lot of really good drivers. How many how many fairways did he miss, Spencer? You stat guy, we checked that. Check that. I don't know. I, I think he made one on one, thirteen. Maybe yeah, maybe a couple. But he, I would, yeah. I would definitely well. And, and so you and I were watching it when he was on the front nine. And Hideki is famous for the the let go or the one handed finish, and it's in the middle of the fairway. So we, we were watching that tee shot, and we were like, he needs to come back to the field. And he lets go, and we're like, oh, yes, let's go get right. It was in the right center of the fairway. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It was fine. It was completely fine. So this this is kind of a funny stat, and this just goes to show you how random golf can be. So when what was Hideki Matsuyama's best round of this tournament? Yesterday. Third, third, third round, right? Yeah. So yesterday he hit 36% of his fairways. Every what? other round of this tournament he's hit. He hit 71, 79, and 71 today. So he, and by far his best round of the tournament wow. was yesterday, and he what? hit 36% of the fairways. Yeah, that is wild, especially with how firm the greens were. Like, you you can't stop the ball next to the hole when the greens are that firm coming out of the rough. I don't even care if it's that wisp. Like, the rough at Augusta is not heavy because it doesn't need to be. That's not the teeth of the golf course. It's, Could you imagine if they let it grow like a U.S. Oh, my God, rough? it'd be diabolical. <laughs> it'd be... the. I bet it it would play if the greens play like they do and they grew the rough out. It'd be harder than the U.S. Open. I would like, love that. Oh my god! I, <laughs> they should just make like a, a tournament so outrageously hard. We were talking about this in the group chat a couple weeks ago. I forget what tournament it was, but it was a it, TPC Sawgrass. Yeah, seventeen of Sawgrass. And and yeah, they were saying like some of the players were saying like that hole's just too hard and not, and like. I was asking you guys, I'm like, do you agree with this? Because I think, like, it can never be too hard. Yeah. Everyone has to play the same hole. Yeah, it's all relative to the field. Yeah, exactly. If you walk away with a four, but the stroke average is five, you're gaining a stroke. A sure, good- you make a, it's technically a bogey, but you're not playing against par. You're playing against the field. I love so, watching them struggle. Oh, me too. Yeah, it's a blast. I, I love the fast greens. I mean, Will Zalatoris did have a few lapses in judgment on the greens today where... <laughs> He hit it and immediately knew he just threw up all over himself, like seven, eight feet past. How many three jacks? I think he had two or three today. Yeah, so I hate to see that. W- Willie Z needs to get the short stick. I mean, his putter's almost as tall as he is. He is not a big dude. Well, spe- so speaking of putting, let's talk about the most impressive thing from this entire Masters, and that's Siwoo Kim breaking his putter on Friday <laughs> and not three-putting one time putting with a fairway medal the rest of that round. He only played like three more holes. It was like four or five. I don't care if it's one hole. It was At Augusta, 16, 17, 18. It I was, think. It was three, three holes. Okay, okay, three holes. Fair three enough. holes of two putts with a, with a three wood. Very impressive. Yeah. I, Very I, impressive. I would three putt with my putter putting the best I've ever putted at this course multiple times. I wonder if there's something to it, though. Where he knew, like, okay, I just need to lag everything. Like, he wasn't, like, overthinking it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the wounded athlete kind of thing. You know what I mean? When beware kind of deal where he he's not, he's thinking so much about putting with a three-wood or five-wood. He's not overthinking the speed, the blah, blah, blah. But he's another, only thinking speed, right? He, well, he's, he's just th- like, I just got to. Yes, he's thinking speed, but he's more thinking contact. Right, right, right. Um, 
But I know a lot of those guys, I personally don't do it, but a lot of players do like to play like a three-wood or a five-wood for bump and runs. Mm-hmm. I don't know and how they do that. I don't, I'm not a fan. I just don't see situationally where it's beneficial. Yeah. Because in that situation, I would just use a putter. Right. But, uh, yeah, I think that because some guys go wedge. Some like, guys go the, like the bellied wedge, like try to hit it in the forehead kind of deal. That's what I If I, like when I did like three club tournaments, I would always use like a 56 to putt with and just take the leading edge. And yeah. Just, yeah. You just try to chop the ball in half and basically get it rolling. But yeah. But at the same, like we, like you just said, like you're in that situation, you're trying to make good contact. Exactly. You read yeah, the putt for a second. You have an idea of how hard you want to hit it. But, but you're more concerned with contact than anything. But it, with a putter, you never think once about contact with the ball. Totally it, true. It, it's just like a, a straight speed line, etc. Quick plug on my own golf game. Now that we're talking about putting with irons and shit. I, uh, when I was 18, I shot 81 with just a seven iron. That's impressive. At the Valley of Fun, putting everything from the Blue Tees. That seems like something we could... We should definitely we should do it. Yeah. Year. Oh, it, it, it was a challenge, but you really have to don't want to dive too deep. You really just have to be strategic. Like I was laying up like on hole number 10, for example, it's like a 440 yard par three or par four. Um, I hit just a full seven iron and then I would lay up to my seven iron yardage. So my, right, right. my third shot was a full seven iron. And I actually think I made par on 10, which is like the hardest hole out of spring Valley. And everybody, because everybody just thinks you hit it as far as possible, yep. get it down as close as possible. It's like not always the case. I'm kind of just totally contradicting the argument I made with Xander Shoffley earlier, <laughs> taking a full yardage versus a half yardage, but it's different when you have every club in your bag. We've got anywho, just had and to it pull. wasn't a half yard, like it would have been a chip. It yeah, exactly. That's I mean, so weird. We've got a comment. So we got on a comment YouTube. here from Crucify Me ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that Xander Shoffley? <laughs> uh, honestly, Xander's burner. First thing that thir- first thought that came to my mind when Hideki won was the epic champions dinner they'll have next year. Oh yeah. What do you oh. think he's gonna serve, dude? I don't want to like. I, I, I don't want it to sound incorrect, but I bet the sushi could be off the hook. Well, what is that? Absolutely. Isn't yeah? Isn't like. If you don't get your Wagyu beef from Hassel Cattle Company, it's Japanese. isn't that a Japanese yeah, you're thinking thing? Kobe beef. Well, they're both, Co- I think. Co- wag- yeah, Wagyu. I mean, it's Japanese Wagyu. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, they could be flying in thousands of dollars in beef. That's that's a lot of meat. That's a that's a lot of meat. Maybe we need to um, send Hideki our, our Hassel meat. Um, yeah. Hassel I mean, it's not Japanese, but... We need to send him our discount code. He could probably save a couple grand on all <laughs> if the. I, if, I don't think he wants to say like I'm no I'm no expenses uh, spared when I, at my master's. Oh, dinner. absolutely. So I, all right. So what would your master's dinner be, Rye? If you ha- you won the masters, you're coming in the next year. Let's uh, let's see here, Dustin Johnson. So this year, masters dinner. He had pigs in a blanket, dude. That's fire. That's who, fire, who doesn't that's like pigs in a blanket? Juvenile. That is eight year old appetizers: status. pigs in a blanket, <laughs> lobster, and corn fritters. First okay. course was a house or Caesar salad. Okay. Family style sides of mashed potatoes and spring vegetables. Main course of filet mignon and miso marinated sea bass, and then dessert of peach cobbler or apple pie with vanilla ice cream. That is just as a vanilla of a dinner as it gets. Like, but I, you I do, feel like you, you got to put your play to the like. 
You don't need like um, Jack Nicholas, Jack Nicholas, like complaining about your food, you know? Yeah, like, but at the same time, like I won last year. I don't care if you like it or not. You know what I true, mean? That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's my dinner. I'll get high if I want to, kind of thing. That's a Drake's. Uh, did anybody get the reference? I did. Actually, it's my birthday. I'll get high if I want to. Anywho, <laughs> yeah. If it's if you win the Masters, you get a pick. Whatever, and everybody can deal with it. Yeah, you don't have you to know. pander to the other. You say, if you don't like but it, I you win the like fucking Imagine Masters. walking away from a Masters Champions dinner and be like, I didn't love that. No. <laughs> <laughs> that, I feel like you could have done a little better. You don't like, think that they're walking out and they're like, so what would you think of the Dustin's The steak choices? was overcooked. Oh, shit. The $10,000 bottle of wine was getting No a one says that after their first one, but I feel like, you know, after you've been to 30 of them. <laughs> that is just the most first world problem I've ever heard in my life. If you I mean, complain about fair, a champion's dinner at the Masters, you should no longer be invited. If you have a green jacket, all of your problems are first world problems. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's going to be an interesting dinner. I So I think I would I would have sushi at mine. I, I would mean, definitely That's my favorite know, food. Yeah, I love sushi. Love sushi. And maybe for like the... Give us a roll. Throw out a roll. Ooh, I mean, um, I love unagi. So something with some unagi in there. Um, Can you dumb that down for me That's here? the That's the <laughs> eel. It's what? Eel. Oh, eel. Yes. Yep. Okay, that's what I thought. I, I'm fair. I would say like I'm an intermediate sushi eater. Okay. Like I haven't been to Sushi Den yet. That's, I'm like that kind of interview. I love a uh, a spider roll with spider, the soft shell crab. The soft shell crab. Yep, I that love little crunch in crab. there. Anybody who orders a vegetarian sushi roll can just fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> like sweet potato roll. I've seen that. I've seen like yeah. uh, a. I don't know if it's celery. No, they always put celery. So I've just I, seen like vegetarian only rolls. Not for me. So Big seafood guy. I was actually a pescatarian for uh, a while. But Will you also the main dumb that down for me? That's I only eat fish. Okay. <laughs> the, the main reason why I was like I'm only, I'm going pescatarian is sushi. sushi. I was like I'm not giving up my favorite sushi food. lunch and dinner every day. I could do that. I, I, really I, could. I could too. Um, I would probably so have a heart attack from all the cholesterol, but I think I could. What about you, Spence? Sodium, I'm sorry. So I, I, I would add in the sushi, but I think that'd be my appetizer. Oh. But I honestly like would go... Like a Chang's? Yeah. Like, always get sushi for the appetizer. Then yeah, you go and something then you else go for the meal. Big, but I, I'm, I'm a big steak guy. And honestly, like this isn't even a plug. We don't have a read <laughs> for this. But I order from Hassle Cattle Company every other week. And their ribeyes, New York strips. I got the tomahawk in the freezer, just waiting to oh be cooked. Oh my god! I, like I let a, it sit in there too long. If you overthink it, yeah. yeah. I, I'm a big steak guy, so I would. Ha- I'd probably have a steak, but I'd have definitely like a baked potato. Baked potato with a steak in there is is just that's my jam. Yeah, everyone's liking I, your. I feel dinner. that. Have you ever heard of a golden yam or a golden sweet potato? I think I've had a yeah a golden sweet potato. They are fucking fire, dude. I think I would have to throw that in there. <laughs> I, think, I think I would go fillet like Japanese wagyu fillet, asparagus, golden sweet potato. All right, all right. All right what you would your dessert it. be? So, shout out to our mom Scooter. She makes a fire strawberry rhubarb pie, and mm. I feel like that's kind of a. A southern thing. I don't know if rub. I don't know where the fuck rhubarb comes from. I didn't even know it's it was a like a. Well, I thank you. <laughs> I know. Ground. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> no, it's like a plant. Like you actually like eat the plant. It's not like a flower or anything. Not like a flowering. Not like, like out of a tree. Like in the same vein as like celery. Yeah, it's like a stalk. Yeah, but you. It's super bitter. But I strawberry and rhubarb just play so nicely off each other. So good. You throw some. Uh, I'm in on. What that. was that ice cream company that 
got sued like Bluebell? Blue or Blue Bunny? No, Tillamook. Oh, okay. T- yeah. I think or no, it wasn't Tillamook. It was yes, it was Blue I know it Bluebell. Was it Bluebell? Had to. Like I, the It's also Blue Bunny. It's like the um I don't even know how to put it. It's like the golden carton. Yeah, I think like, that's you blue know, you know I what I'm, blue blue bell. bell. Yes, blue bell is absolute fire. Tillamook ice cream, absolute fire. All Shout right. out Tillamook. <laughs> Big cheese. I could move to Wisconsin. I love cheese. I love milk. I love dairy. I love all things dairy. <laughs> join uh, join DNVR <laughs> Golf for all the dairy talk and root vegetables. <laughs> yeah, root fruits. Is yeah. that a thing? Root fruit. Root, is a, a root fruit. I don't think is uh, a rhubarb a vegetable or a fruit. I, su- it's a, I, don't I don't even know. think it's a food category. <laughs> like, what the fuck is rhubarb? It's not, it's like a f- weed. It yeah. looks like something that just grows out of the ground. Like, who got to the point where they were so desperate that they're like, let's try eating this plant? I mean, it just it's looks a veg- like... It's a vegetable. Okay. It says rhubarb is a perennial plant that has stalks similar to celery. So I'm honestly kind of pissed off that now I know it's a vegetable because it goes in pie. Yeah. And so now I won't like that pie as much. But like just out of principle. A tomato <laughs> is a fruit. So is a uh, But you cucumber. don't put it in a fruit salad. You certainly don't. You certainly do not. That's knowledge right okay. there. Back to the golf. But I'm in on the uh, rhubarb pie as my dessert. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the rhubarb pie is fire. Yeah. Throw ice cream on top. Definitely. Um Who else like surprised you or uh like Really underachieved in this tournament, to you guys. I mean, Dustin missing the cut after winning. Well, Dustin missed the cut. Rory missed the cut. DeChambeau missed the cut. No, DeChambeau's, he played. Or, the I'm game. sorry. Yeah, he was on the verge of missing the cut. He, he might as well. Dustin may cut. have been on a bender. Who He's kind of a wild card. You never know what he's doing week to week. He's probably on a yacht down in like uh, some sort of island setup just last week. You never know what he's coming off of. Um, so he's kind of a wild card in that sense. But, uh, yeah, Rory, it's so weird with Rory because every year everybody thinks it's his year. And I almost feel like he cannot live up to the pressure that he puts on himself because it's his it's his career grand slam. I mean, that's a huge milestone. Yeah. And he so easily won the U.S. Open uh, at Congressional. He pretty easily, well, no, not at, P, at uh, Valhalla. He won the PGA Championship. Um, he didn't win it super easily, but... I mean, he is the quality of player that should win every major multiple times. Like mm-hmm. that's how he's looked at. So I think I think it's more pressure he puts on himself than anything. And at the same time, I honestly don't know I don't know if this is a hot take, but I feel like Rory doesn't like he's got a family, he's got a wife, he's got a kid, and his comments about Tiger and he's kind of revealed through his comments and through the media that he is golf is his job. It's not his life. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of where he runs into some issues too, is it's not that for a lack of dedication, it's just, he has other priorities in the same way that like every basketball player's mentality gets compared to Kobe. Yeah. It happens with golf and tiger, right? Like absolutely. Tiger loves golf. And he loves winning. Yeah. And, like and he that. loves just sh- standing on your neck and just not letting go. Yes. And he also hates losing. He hates losing even more. And if you don't have that. Yeah. You're looked at as soft or. And maybe that's not right. 
But it definitely makes a difference in terms of how your career is going to go. Yeah. Like without killer instinct, without the desire to bury people, without the, you know, the, uh, the, like you can't sleep after you lose. Mm -hmm. Like it might not be healthy, but that, that results in you working harder, you wanting it more, you putting more into the game. Yeah. And as like all of us know in, on different levels, but like this game, you will get out of it what you put into it. For sure. And if you aren't, if you're looking at it as a job while everyone else is looking at it as a, you know, a passion, it's yeah. going to be tougher for you to, to, to get it done. No doubt. I will throw one counterpoint at that, though. With the level these guys are at, you, can, you can't work harder and that automatically results in you achieving more. Totally. That's the shitty thing. Like, some guys practice less and they play better. So it, it's such a, a fine line, and that's why golfers are so – you can't really talk shit about, like, Lou Eustazen, for example, Nick Faldo and Gary Player have just drug him through the mud because he's like a farmer. Like, he literally – like, he buys tractors, and he yeah. has a huge-ass farm, and that's his thing. He's got, like, a little range set up on this big-ass farm, and he's made millions and millions of dollars. He's a great player. But talent-wise, he's gotten – dragged by some of the all-time greats because they're like he doesn't work that hard and it's just such a touchy thing i mean it's a really fine line yeah you got to draw the line somewhere you can't practice golf 12 hours a day you will get burnt out you end up hating it yeah and there's plenty of players even our age or you hear kids that quit golf in college or right after college it's there's such a burnout factor that these guys really have to compartmentalize how much they spend their time on golf, their family, so on and so forth. And Rory's worth, I want to say probably, if I had to guesstimate, it'd be around half a billion dollars. So, I mean, he's, the the deal he signed with Nike yeah. almost 10 years ago was like a quarter of a billion. Yeah. So between every, he, and I'm not saying it's about money, but his kids, kids, kids will never, yeah, yeah, need, yeah. They, like he's done what everybody sets out to do on the PGA tour already. But it, that's why I think it's even more personal than anything is it's not like he's got pressure from anyone else. He will, he will be in the hall of fame if he retired today. Yeah. You know what I mean? He will be a first ballot elected hall of famer. So it's not even about that. It's just more about it's, I, I would think it's more for him than it is anything. And that's what makes it that much, that much tougher. Yeah, well, I'll say for my most disappointing player of the week, I'll give an honorable mention to my guy, uh, Siwoo, Siwoo, or uh, no, Sun J.M. <laughs> Sun J.M., I gave you guys all that pick. My apologies, uh, top 20, and he fired 80, 77. He meant 20 over. Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he, he got was, close. He was closer to over par at 20 versus being in the top 20. So sorry for that pick, but that was real disappointing because he's been playing really good golf. He's been like top two or three at almost every tournament he's entered since the start of 2021. And he was T2 at the Masters last year. The only guy that we had a hope, other than maybe Cam Smith for a bit, that would give Dustin a run last year. And he flat out sucked. He was horrible. And then I think to go with the number one disappointment of the week is by far uh, Bryson DeChambeau again. I just have to laugh at this because... Allie just gave us the I'll be back in one second. And literally the second that she left, the shot went out. <laughs> oh, my God. People can still hear us, but it's hilarious. DNVR after dark. Yeah. DNVR golf after dark. Hey, Al. 
<laughs> oh God! <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I just said. I was like, "It's hilarious that Allie gave us the I'll be back in one second sign and the shot left." Um, yeah, that, that's the par sixty-seven comment. Yeah, is that, just that will ne- he will never live that down. What was this? So t- last year when he came out and said that Augusta should be a par sixty-seven. With his, he Who said that Bryson. he thinks it. Uh, he, he legitimately he said that of it as a par sixty-seven because of the scoreable holes. Like he thinks all the fives are fours. I think he was over par on the fives this week. He shot well, according to himself. He shot ten over on day one. Didn't he shoot seventy-seven? Yeah. So he came back with a good round Saturday. <clears throat> I look. I'll never believe in Bryson at Augusta ever again. Like the the course. Just doesn't work for him. He thinks he's above Augusta, and nobody is. That is top. Win once. Yeah, exactly. Like top five. Has he even top five there? Yeah, that's like Utah Jazz fans talking shit. It's like you've never won anything. I just yeah. I can't even hear it. I just don't want to hear it. Nuggets. A Utah Jazz fan recently was talking shit to me about. They were flexing, saying the Nuggets have never even been to the finals. I was like, you don't flex finals appearances. You flex wins. (laughs) Like, yeah. if you had a win, you could flex that. We are on the, the exact same level here. Yes, zero titles. Also, um, I know this is a golf show, but real quick, Spencer said that if the Jazz won the finals, he would camp in a tent on Colfax for how many nights? I think it's just one night. Just one, just one <laughs> night. I have to check the receipts on that. But, but he, you're, he's not going to have to worry about that. Yeah, exactly. The Jazz are fake as fuck. Back to the golf. Um, Two guys I wanted to talk about. One Spieth. Um he he did almost exactly what we thought he would do. Yep. He had a good week. He did not win, but he had a very good week. He's playing great golf. He did make a little bit of a charge towards the end of the back nine on Sunday, but Matsuyama just the separation he created Saturday was just too tough to overcome for these guys. So And I was talking about this with you earlier. Once he had that lead and once he didn't give it away early, he also forced everyone else to press. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're up big late in the third quarter of a basketball game and the other team has no choice but to start shooting threes. Yeah. Like, it's going to go one way or the other. Right. And it's usually going to go poorly. Yeah. You rarely find a guy who presses and all of a sudden they rattle off five birdies in a row. Right. You know, it just doesn't happen. Well, I think the interesting thing about Jordan Spieth watching him this week is he he's T3, so I'm not going to talk shit about that. I said he wouldn't win again, which I was right on, but 90, 87 players didn't win. It was, you know, it was one player. But he hit... 79, 79, 79, and 64% of fairways in all in all the rounds. And usually if he does that, that's like domination. His irons are the like, strength of his game. Yeah, and, sure. like, and his putting is ridiculous. So like yeah. when he's hitting fairways, I think that was the kind of crazy part about Spieth's four rounds here is he was never missing fairways. He wasn't in the woods. He wasn't, he wasn't like chipping out at all, and he still just like couldn't. I mean, he shot seven under in three days, so I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about that, but. Four days. Four days. But if, I mean, if he does that, like, he normally, if you just told me those stats, I'd be like, okay, he won. I was wrong. Like, that's a lot of fairways for a guy that struggles off the tee. For sure. No, and, I mean, he played very well. Seven under, we were talking out at Spring Valley the other day, trying to guess what would win it. You went with seven. You you went went with nine. nine. Kelly, one of our other instructors out at Spring Valley, went with seven, and I went with 11. 
Credit to me. Hey, you weren't right, I, though. I, I was just God as close as you. It. I wish Hideki, I rooted for him to miss that. And now I was just as close as you were. Fuck you. I know you were. You, nine and 11. Yeah. Ten's, ten's right in between nine I get and 11. It, but I, I told Ryan earlier that 11 was going to win it. And I just wanted to be right. I'm just a big guy about being right. That would have been a, you probably could have gotten really good action on that. I bet. was gonna say, dude, I should have bet that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Can you imagine how much you would have been on the edge exactly. for that? Oh fuck. <laughs> I I am having a horrible day betting. I bet the, the Nuggets and Xander Shoffley. Both of them like to <clears throat> give it up a little bit on the the back end of the game. Um I don't know where I'm going with this. Yep. I just know that uh, the Nuggets let me down and Xander let me down. <laughs> the other guy is Alatoris. I mean, out of nowhere, and well, he's he been playing like, really good golf, right? But he but looks he, like a guy that we're gonna that he. I mean, he probably made himself a household name this week. He looks like a pogue in Outer Banks. <laughs> he does, but he, I think that this that guy's gonna be around. For I mean, a while. you watch Outer Banks, right? No, you didn't watch John, Outer Banks. John's not John B. I don't know the other. It's guy. the other kid, the other blonde kid. He looks like he's like. No, I said he looks like that kid that works at Spring Valley. Caden. He, yeah, he <laughs> kind of does. He definitely looks like that. But also, so Will Zalatoris, ironically, still has. Basically, he he could go to the Corn Ferry playoffs. Like there, somebody tweeted on after his round Saturday or yesterday, and he was like in contention. They were like, I wonder if Will Zalatoris is still going to show up for the Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. Because the only reason he was even in this tournament was because of COVID-19 and the special exception they gave him to get on the PGA Tour. And then he played so well on the PGA Tour this year that he got an exemption to the Masters. So literally the only reason he just got a T2 in the Masters and is definitely going to be back and definitely going to give everybody a run for their money. I don't know how old the kid is, probably 21. 22, 23, yeah. He's been on the Corn Ferry Tour for a few years. But yeah, he... uh, he is capable of, and that just goes to show you how many of these guys, like like you said, he should not even have been in the field, and he finished T2. Yeah. There is thousands of guys, and he, literally, I'm not shitting you, thousands of dudes, week in, week out, that could finish top five at a PGA Tour event. If they just, if it was just their if they Yeah, if they and were there, the, like, if they had the exemption <clears throat> and they were there. That's the other thing I was going to talk about when it comes to, like, working on your game. I think... Almost all of these guys that play on the tour would tell you that in the end, it really just comes down to like when you step out there on Thursday, like, is it your week? Yeah. Like there's not, there's no amount of preparation. There's no amount of anything you can do above what they're already doing that will guarantee you that, you know, you're going to have it like completely just when, when you tee it up on one on Thursday, like you're going to find out within that day if. You know you're gonna be dialed that week. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna play around on Saturday, or yeah. you're taking a flight out of town back to your hometown, or to the next tournament on Saturday morning. All right, you guys have any other thoughts? It was a fun Masters overall. I I think it overall the course was ex- exactly what everybody expected it to be. After DJ went and shot twenty under in November, they everyone knew they were gonna firm it up. Everybody knew they were gonna bring the teeth back, and they did that. And Hideki played some fucking awesome golf, separated himself from the field on Saturday, and then just hung in there. And nobody really gave him, nobody really gave him that nudge today. And that was that. I would say that was the most disappointing thing. And I I wouldn't say it was a disappointing Masters, but the most disappointing thing for me was that nobody gave him a serious run. Yep. 
Yeah, there's I, one flash of exactly. Yes. There's one flash on fifteen. I wish, I mean, it would. It's not possible, but I, I honestly wish, uh, Zan. I wish Matsuyama would have had the T on sixteen first. So, so like, I was actually gonna ask dude, you that. That's a great. Should that point. be a rule change? If you have the honor, you get to choose that. I really like that. I really like that. Yeah, because but it, it's not match play. That's the tough thing. Is your, I know, but I just mean in your group. If you have honors, you should just be able to say like you go first. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Because I, I, that would that might have changed. We might be talking about Xander Shoffley at this point. Yep. Because if if Hideki hits one not so good, then Xander's juiced about like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one maybe a little safer, or I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely stroke hit seven iron and and hit towards the center of the green and put put the pressure on what that if I make par, I'm still making up a shot here. Yep. Instead of, like, he had to go, but he didn't know. Like, if Hideki hits the same shot he hits there on 16, Xander probably hits a better shot after that. Oh, there's just There's just no, like, there's no way to prove that. The but. tough thing is, though, is it's flat-out disrespectful. I mean, in this case, it would have been great if he could have told him, you, you need to go first. But, like, if you're 12 over and you're playing partners even and you're like, no, you go first. Well, there would be, you know, you know yeah, I mean? there would like, be like, like understanding. Like, yeah. I'm about to fire a hundred, and you're about to shoot even part. <laughs> but I just think, but like, no, I I made bogey, and you made double, so you go first. You know, I, I, I there I would love be the unwritten rules, but yeah. I just think that it would be cool because it, you know it's supposed to be a reward, right? You won yeah. the last hole, so now you have honor. Whatever. I think it should be you won the last hole, so you get to pick who goes first. It's like the equivalent of making a hole in one and having to pay for a whole ass tab. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You actually get disciplined. Right. So. Um, the last thing I wanted to say is just I'm super, super stoked for the country of Japan. Um, I think they said last night that uh, Japan is the has the second most golf courses in the world compared to the United States is, is first. Really? It might have been per capita, but either way. No, I, I would I would bet. Like, if we're just talking individual countries, I bet yeah. that's correct. So, I mean, you golf know, is huge over there. It's huge. And they never had a major before. Yeah. Uh, and it's so cool for them to to get that major. It's already huge. It'll get even bigger now. There's, I mean, how many hundreds kids? of thousands of kids who are watching this. Yeah. How many kids are going to be like Hideki Matsuyama? Was my, I bet we'll see a major winner 20 years from now. Who says that? Yeah, that that was his inspiration, which is super cool. Love it. I I Uh, do love that. And so, you know, while, you know, we wanted to see it get exciting and all that stuff, I know it was exciting for them every step of the way. And, uh, and that's, that's super, super awesome. The play by play calls were electric. Oh, so good. They were so good. It would be great to, I want to see the TV ratings worldwide on this because I guarantee you it blew up over there. And like you, exactly like you said, there's going to be a kid in 20 years that was like, yeah, I got into golf because of Hideki Matsuyama. Like there there's like, well, so Hideki, another shout out to him just because he joins now the club of six other guys that have won low amateur at the masters. So he was in, it was exactly 10 years, 10 years ago. ago today. He won low amateur and now he won the actual tournament. So he joins, joined Sergio Tiger's done it. Phil's done Phil's it. done it. And then there's uh, Jack Nicholas has done it. And then there's one other guy from like the 1920s or thirties. Yeah. So sixties, fifties, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Joins a very elite club. Very, so. very elite company. And he was just a, a thrill to watch, man. He, we kept rooting and I told I actually told Ryan, I was like, we need to start rooting for him to hit good shots. Cause then maybe he'll hit a bad shot. Yeah. Cause we kept like, you know, we we're like, miss it or put it in the woods or whatever. And he was just, Piping every fairway, hitting greens, two putting, making pars and birdies, like. And he wanted to go with like the I'm not I'm not going to change my strategy here. Like 
you know, a lot of guys get that big lead and start, you know, coming off the driver or whatever. He's like, I'm going to go with what got me here. Like, yeah, I mean, he it hit almost driver cost on 18. Him, he, he, it almost cost him going for it uh, on 15. Um, yeah. Because, like, again, I was like, why did he go for it? Well, Just even did you hear Xander said that? He was like, I have no, he was like, when Hideki went for it on 15, I have no idea why he did that. Yeah. Like, or he said, surprisingly, he went for it. I think he was just thinking, like, why would I, why would I do anything different from what yeah, I've been you, doing? You got to respect that. I, I that, respect it. Yeah, I, I love he hit that. Driver on 18. I, that, like, that was crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that too. But yeah, you're right. He stuck with his game plan. And it paid off. Yep. Good for him, man. Shout out Hideki Matsuyama. Shout out all you guys for joining us uh, for one of our first live shows in a long time. We plan on doing this more and more often. We got the DNVR Golf League coming up. And more importantly, we got the DNVR Golf Tournament, the DNVR Shootout, coming up two weeks from yesterday. So two weeks from Saturday, April 24th, 9 a.m. Spring Valley. Right after we get off this live show, we're going to tweet out the link. We've partnered up with our boys from uh, actually some some DNVR members. Hell yeah. Uh, Clava Golf. They created this app. It's a full sign up through there. So we're going to tweet out the link, uh, send it out on Facebook, send it out to all the members. And if you guys want to get in, you better sign up quick because I think it's going to fill up. We can only have like 100 and 110 people and that is going to fill up quick. So make sure you sign up for that and we'll see you guys all at the Valley of Fun, April 24th. I also want to give a quick shout out to the winner of the DNVR uh, Masters Fantasy, which was unfortunately not me or not Mitchell. Um, let's see. Did have Will Zalatoris? I, I got sixth. So what did I finish? Uh, you finished. Let's scroll see. down. Yeah. It's like I got s- sixth out of seven. <laughs> no, there was twenty five people in it, so I don't feel too bad. I did get scraped by uh by so C underscore B E R G G R E N. DM uh, Bergman. Bergrin. Oh, Ber- oh So DM us on Twitter. Uh, we'll get you your golf balls, your DNVR shirt, and your uh, golf hat. So congratulations on winning the DN- first annual DNVR Masters Challenge. Big Drive spent- finishing sixth, and Big Drive Mitch finishing in a sick 11th place. So Ooh. nice work. Top dude. half. Average is where I tend to be <laughs> with everything. Also, shout out to the, the Breck Seltzers, Good Company Hard Seltzers. They got us through today. I think I've had six of them now. <laughs> so I'm just rolling. It's been a good Sunday. Great Don't Sunday. Master Sunday. Well, we'll see you guys all at the golf tournament. Sign up for that April 24th, 9 a.m. Spring Valley. Boom.